today is pizza day. It's almost the new year, and I promised myself that either after the new year, or right before the new year, not Christmas, <laughs> never Christmas, I would get myself a pizza. So I did. Well, I've planned on it. I'm halfway there. What you do on pizza day is you get yourself a one, two, three, four. Am I missing? Oh, that's funny. Oh no, I'm not missing. I drank a beer, but I got a six pack of beers. I also have an extra beer. It's a Voodoo Ranger. No, New Belgium is the brewery. Food Arranger is the... Brand? I'm, I'm blanking. But Food Arranger is an Imperial IPA at 9%. I've already drank one, and I've already drank one of my six-pack. So I haven't... I haven't initiated Pizza Day yet. So far, it's just you're indulging in, at having a beer. Which is normal. Um, especially on a on pizza day. So it's not too crazy. Ah, I lost my train of thought. I, I entered into this episode with this philosophical idea in mind about explaining how on your birthday and on New Year's and let's be honest, my birthday and New Year's are very close back-to-back, -back, so I could start drinking now until my birthday and be technically within my range of accountability. But that's my accountability, not yours. So don't get it twisted. I'm pointing out how I could easily make excuses for myself where I am not. But a six-pack on New Year's and a six-pack on my birthday is a reasonable, I feel, reasonable set of situations. But it's really about the pizza, and that's why I'm kind of conflicted, because I wanted to tell you a million different things about pizza, but I can't think of them. So on pizza day, I order from a very specific place, and they do a New York-style pizza. Some complain about the crust of a New York pizza, that if it doesn't stand out stiff on its own without the fold, it's not real New York pizza. And I respect that. That is a very hard opinion. It's a very strong opinion, not hard. I don't think they're being too rigid with that. It is a specific opinion. It is a rigid opinion. Because it involves rigidity. I grew up on crappy pizza. Frozen pizza. Jack's pizza. You can still go get a Jack's. It's good. It's good for a frozen pizza. But it's no lots of matzo. I don't know if you've ever had a lots of matzo pizza. It's a frozen pizza. But even lots of matzo. It's no hedgies. Have you had hedgies? Some people pronounce it heggies. H-E-G-G-I-E apostrophe S. The first time I heard about it 
it was recommended to me at my local pub, and I misheard hedgies as head cheese. Not an appetizing scenario. I don't know if you've ever had head cheese. It's basically hog's head cheese. You take the cheeks and the jowls and the face of the pig, probably even the snout. I don't know. I've never butchered a hog. And you turn those extra pieces of meat, much like Spam, into a loaf. A cheese, if you will. There's an aspic in there. I don't understand the chemistry behind it. But it doesn't sound appealing, and it doesn't look appealing, and I'm, per I'm sure it's perfectly fine if you are indeed an indulgent person of the pork persuasion. I am not. But I never, I never turn down a, an offering. If someone says to me, would you like to try? Sure. I have yet to have an opportunity where someone has offered me hog's head cheese. Now, the only reason I bring this up is because hog's head cheese is also sometimes calf's head cheese. So, um... A non-fully grown steer or cow will often be turned into meat for whatever reason. Again, I'm not a rancher. I don't know the real reasons behind things. But sometimes you get a calf's head and you turn that into a meat. And you turn that into a cheese in the aspect of variety. Again... And I'm pointing this out because hog's head cheese or calf's head cheese or head cheese in any form is not an appealing substance. You can Google this. You can look upon your, you know, average search engines and find precisely why it is not an appealing foodstuffs. Again, never had it. Not judging the flavor. To me, it looks like it would be served cold, perhaps in like a, like a meatloaf sandwich opportunity. I live in Minnesota. We have long winters. We have cold winters. And sometimes food that you can preserve during the more comfortable months is very appealing when you have to go shovel 1900 driveways. I luckily have skipped that opportunity in my life. So my heart goes out to people who just are making do. However, this is not what we're talking about. We're not discussing the head cheese. No, no, no. We're talking about hedgies. Hedgies, delicious pizza. It is a local brand. That's why I bring it up. It is far superior to a lots of matzah. A lots of matzah, nationwide brand or a regional brand, perhaps just a regional brand. That is a strong home variety frozen pizza. But if we're going to discuss Hedgies, which is the local delicious pizza, oh, many a night I have enjoyed the stringy cheese quality of a frozen pizza by Hedgies. They know what they're doing. The nice thing about Hedgies is you buy a bunch of those, you can layer those with olives, bacon, whatever prepared deliciousness at a pub can offer there's something so genuinely cheap and so genuinely straightforward 
about a Jack's Pizza. You can order the garden pizza. You can order the garbage pizza. You can order the Southwest pizza. And I don't, I mean, by order, I mean pick up at your local grocery store or local convenience store. Jack's Pizza is what I would consider to be poor people food. Now, you have to understand that I'm a white people. So I had my own unique experience. And I can't speak on other people's unique experiences. Um, soul food, what have you. But I can talk about poor people food. Because I was a poor people. And we would wait when we would get our paychecks. Or we had a little bit of cash from our paper routes. My brother was such an amazing entrepreneur. Perhaps not quite the right term, but he would finagle. He would sell his Bazooka Joe comics to the other kids in the neighborhoods. He's like, hey, do you want to buy some Bazooka, Bazooka Joes? Or Bazooka Zoes, whatever. And he would. He would sell them for three cents a piece. The gum was already three cents a piece. And he would sell those comics to those kids. They were collecting them. He pointed out how they were collectible. They were numbered in a series, etc., etc., etc. He made a buck selling the gum separately and the comics separately on an investment of three cents a piece. He was getting two cents here and three cents there. This kid was coming out flush. And he was handed me a couple of <laughs> couple of chunks of uh, disgustingly hard <laughs> bubblegum just to keep my mouth shut literally and figuratively. So he'd come up with a couple of bucks here and there, right? That boy was buying us Jack's pizzas till the cows came home. Never occurred to him to jazz them up. I introduced that idea. We had olives one day. He's like, what are we going to do? So what do you mean, what are we going to do? He's like, hey, we got a Jack's pizza. All right. Let's put some olives on that. We had some shredded cheddar cheese from something. Oh, no, no, it's sliced cheddar cheese. My apologies. The, the shredded cheese was too fancy for us. We had some government sliced cheese. But it was real cheddar. I don't know where we got the real cheddar from. So we had a cheddar. Green, and I didn't know the green olives weren't jalapenos. That's how slow I was. So we had a cheddar. <laughs> and green olive pizza. And that was around... Oh, no, that was... I, that was actually on the blizzard of Halloween. What year was that? 1990, 1991? But he was he was panicking. Not in a real panic, but he was concerned. He's like, where are my friends? I don't know what to do. Ba -ba -da -ba. Snow, snow, snow. Television was sending us some fake news about everybody dying. That's what they do. So we made some pizza. We had a nice oven. Oh boy, did we have a nice oven back then. We had a dishwasher. 
a nice oven and a microwave. And boy, I tell you what, 1989's economy, we were rich. That was a fantastic year. I look back on it sometimes kind of, not fearfully, I don't know what the right word is, somberly, sad. I always felt like I was not the best older brother. But somehow that kid always came through with ridiculous ideas. We always had frozen pizza. We always had broccoli for some reason. I think our mom bought the broccoli. So it was always on my shoulders to cook. I never really thought about it back. You know, like I never realized it till just about right about now. I was always the one who cooked. I mean, my mom cooked, obviously. She was the mom. She was in charge. I, I wasn't really allowed to work the oven. I could work the oven because I convinced my sister, who was supposedly in charge, but horrible at understanding the concept that other people needed to eat. But if I turned on the microwave oven, the other oven worked. She was easily duped. So I would set a timer on the microwave oven for our regular gas oven. But since the stove top was never on, I was never technically using, quote-unquote, the stove. Math was not her strong suit. Science was definitely not her strong suit. Somehow I convinced her that we were cooking pizza in the microwave oven. I did it a couple of times. It did not turn out well in the microwave. Well, you know, after about 40 hot dogs cooked in the microwave oven, you get a little grumpy about eating terrible food. So, a Jack's Pizza would save your day, I tell you what. Eventually, Sam, my little brother, figured out how to do creamed corn and macaroni and cheese on the stovetop. Somehow he got permission. I don't think that he did. Maybe he did. I don't care. But it shut my sister up. You know, sometimes when I share these stories here, I, real, I have these realizations. I was starving until we discovered how to make frozen pizzas with my sister. Because we weren't making the broccoli on the stovetop. But the broccoli was the thing that we were supposed to be eating. Eventually, my mom spotted this and started making us things and put them in the fridge. Or put them on, left them on the stovetop so we would eat dinner. <laughs> my sister was not making us food but she was quote unquote the one in charge so what was this it was two brothers rebelling against a tyrannical sister holy crap do you ever release sort of a cap a mucal plug if you will of emotion some call it the Pajitsky effect I call it a pickle chip moment where you realize Holy crap, you were oppressed. Some pseudo-normal thing that you believed to be perfectly fine was actually the thing that was holding you down. A delusion. An imaginary aspect of somebody else's psychopathy. 
was the thing that was holding you back. And your rebellion, though perhaps tumultuous at the time, was really not that big of a deal. The individual that had been overthrown was the one throwing the biggest fit. And you were just trying to get breakfast in your belly. Because, I don't know about you, but by the time I was making dinner, that was the first meal of the day for me. But that's my own deal. I don't blame that reality on anybody else. But holy crap, when you're hungry, people are standing in your way because you're not allowed to use this stealth. Years have gone by where I felt guilt where it did not need to be. Sometimes you place guilt in places where you go, Well, this doesn't fit. This isn't part of the cupboard that I wanted. <laughs> what a pickle chip moment. One of these days I'll tell you the whole story of the pickle chip moment. And how it was invented and how I made the realization. So basically I just learned what pickle chips really were. <laughs> Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Another 20-minute nonsense ramble from your old friend, the Beemo. So just know that... What is it? The day before New Year's Day? October? No, that's not October. What am I saying? October. <laughs> Crack me up sometimes. December 30th. The day before New Year's Eve is pizza day. You're allowed one six-pack and one as, as big of a pizza as you want. You're going to invite some friends over? Fudge those numbers. But you got to get at least a six-pack of tall boys. And a small pizza. I said go big or go home. Or go home with a big pizza. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm going to get the biggest pizza I can. And I'm going to finish perhaps most of these beers. My choice is Pabst Blue Ribbon with two IPAs at 9% each. So. Have fun. Treat yourself. Do the same thing on your birthday. Mine's coming up on the 26th of February. When's your birthday? What do you like to indulge on? Let me know in the comments and I'll smell you around the bend.